I'm Chris. And I'm Dom. And we got, got next. Thank you guys so much for checking out another episode of the We Got Next podcast. This week, we're bringing you two. This will be the first one. Uh, E3 just happened. It's officially over. Um, I know that when we did our first recording last, when we did our recording last week, that was in the middle of E3, uh, so we didn't want to talk about anything yet. You know, you want to see how everything kind of turns out, let some of the hype kind of die uh, before you can, uh, before I feel like I can really judge it. Um, so on this episode, uh, we're not going to speak on Microsoft or Sony. Uh, we're going to save that for the next one. Um, but we are going to speak on Nintendo, uh, Bethesda, EA, and Ubisoft. Um, do you want to just go ahead and start with Nintendo? What can we say about Nintendo other than... I mean, Pokemon Go looks cool. Other than what the fuck, guys? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Pokemon Go. Excited about that. I'm definitely going to download that. And outside of that, they didn't bring anything else to the table. Yeah. Everybody kind of thought they would debut or like preview the NX, which is their next console and the last home console they're going to make. Nothing about that. Nothing at all. There was something within the Ubisoft that they said like there's going to be a game on the NX. On, yes. On a, on a Nintendo console. On the NX. They so, called it the NX. So it is confirmed that it is a fucking thing. But nothing from Nintendo whatsoever. Which I think is very, very weird. Um, so that's all we got about Nintendo. Uh, I think they debuted a Link game. I think they talked about some Pokemon, other Pokemon stuff. Maybe a Mario. It was really fucking boring, guys. Yeah, you would think that Nintendo Treehouse would have been cool. Like, oh, it's a Treehouse. You're going to bring home school. Nope. Zelda looked really good, though. It did. I, I'm kind of semi-excited about it. I would have been more excited had it been on the NX because yep. like, I'm going to buy the system and fucking get this game. Yep. But you know, it might be on both. They might be Maybe. waiting until the game comes out and then hit us with the NX is coming out. If you buy this game on the Wii U, you get a digital download copy or some shit like that. Like, yeah. They could be biding time because they knew that Microsoft and Sony were coming with some heat. They didn't want to be overshadowed by that. Probably. Probably. Uh... So, which which one of the software developers do, do you want to start with? Let's just start with the most evil company out of the, what, three left. And okay, talk about so EA. Oh, I was going to say Bethesda. Okay, we'll start with EA. Uh, EA, in my opinion, had one of the strongest press conferences uh, that, that that company has ever had. Uh, I was not expecting... The amount of content that I saw. Um, the fact that... I mean, of course, you expect Madden. You expect FIFA. The new FIFA took a page out of the 2K book. And there is a story with the creator player now. Um, not to say that that's bad. Also not going to say that that went very well. Um, also didn't look like you could really customize the character. 
There's not too much you can do with, with your soccer itself. Yeah. We'll we'll see though. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, I'm still I'm still excited for it. FIFA is a great great game. Um, of course, it looked fantastic. Um, of course, Madden looked fantastic. The franchise mode is going to go much deeper than it's ever gone before. I'm very excited for Ultimate Team next year. They haven't, they didn't really talk about it, but I've read a little bit. It looks good. I'm waiting until I get some confirmations before I talk about the next Ultimate Team. Um, also, if you guys want to play me in Ultimate Team next year, because fuck this year's Madden, I already sold it. Um, you know, add us on We Got Next Podcast or my personal. I'm going to have two Ultimate Teams. I'm just gonna we'll, say, we'll see how that goes. I'm how just going to say, my life. you guys just don't want the problems with our shared account because I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be funneling money to this motherfucker too. We're going to have a fire-ass team, guys. Well, not only is he funneling money in when it comes to 2K, I'm funneling money in on Madden, and I'm probably going to funnel money in on 2K. I'm doing both too. Like, we're going like, to have a fire-ass team. Though. Wait until, just, just wait. We're coming for people's necks. No holds bar. But I will say, man, Star Wars took over EA um, like it should. Uh, Don't get me wrong. I don't... uh, I don't think Star Wars games are horrible. I do think the last one was. I think that last one was... Battlefront? Yeah. Let's... I think it was like their way of saying, hey... Let's piss off everyone. Just straight piss them off. Um, I think there's a lot of things that they really could have done. And they were like, no. And I think it's really fucked up that they did that. Like, this last one was just so fucking bad. But the next one being VR. After that, uh, oh god, let's see, a new Battlefront, a new—I mean, Lego Star Wars—but that's not EA technically. Uh, there's, I think they showed four total. Um, so I mean, the market's about to be really flooded in the way of Star Wars games, which could be good. Could be bad. We'll find out. Um, is there anything else that you want to speak on when we, when we uh, are discussing the EA? Um, not really. You kind of got what you expected from them. Like, I expected them to Star Wars. I expected them to show a lot more Battlefield 1, which looks really good. I'm pretty excited about Battlefield 1. I'm actually going to pick this one up. I didn't pick up the last Battlefield, which was Hardline, just because I played the beta closed and open and it just was not up to my standards of a Battlefield game. It was cool. It was kind of fun but I couldn't see myself spending $60 on it. I didn't really play Battlefront. I played it a little bit but I wasn't really feeling it. I'm not a huge Star Wars fan even though Battlefront does have a place in my heart. True. So, yeah, they, they showed off Madden. Showed off some new shit with Madden. was really cool. They always got to show off Madden. That's like their pride and joy basically. Yeah. FIFA look really good, like you said. I, I'm actually picking up FIFA. Titanfall 2 was also shown. See, the thing is about that, I need to see more of actual gameplay of it. 
Okay. Because there are a couple things they did not address, as far as I know. Now, the last Titanfall, they had it to where they had bots that were in the game. So you have real players as well as bots. You can just, like, kill just the bots and build up your, you know, cut down on your timer to get your Titan. Yeah. And I think that that kind of took away from the game. And also add a new level strategy to the game. At the same time, she had to, like, choose who you were shooting at. Like, were you shooting at these group of bots that were kind of easier to kill or kill this one player? So, I mean, I didn't see more. It is good that it's on multi-console, so now we can get it on PlayStation. Because I feel like just doing it on Xbox One was shitty. They didn't need to do that. Yeah. Um. Then, of course, Battlefield 1. We got to see a little bit more in the way of that. Um. Are you more excited for Battlefield now? Are you... It's the same level of excitement. I'll always kind of like, always give the Battlefield games a look. I have to play some of it, even if it's just like a campaign mission, to get the feel for the game. But I feel like since it's going back to World War One, I'm going to enjoy it more because it's more boots on the ground based in reality, whereas like other shooters are going more towards futuristic shit. And it's just like, it's refreshing to have a World War One or World War Two style shooter, because I can play that outside of, you know, Call of Duty, which is now basically just like Space Combat, or Titanfall 2, which I'm going to play, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to enjoy it, because it's fast-paced, but it's still going to be like, you know, have that missing thing, I don't know how to explain it. You want that World War Two shooter, you need it. Oh, yeah. And it's good that we have And one. it's going to be in an alternate universe, so it'll be a little bit different. So that's why I'm looking forward to about it, but I can't say too much about this because I haven't actually played the game. I will say I'm a little bit more excited than I started. Um, I think that... I think there is plenty of ways that they can mess this up. But I I, I got faith in them. I yeah. really do. Um, and actually, the, the team that's making this one is the one that made Battlefield... Which was good. Which was good. Battlefield Hardline was made. There's different dice teams. I think it was Dice Montreal that made Hardline. Yes. So this is a different team. This is the same team that made four. So I think it's going to be a good one. It's going to be based in reality, obviously. So you have all the good simulation style combat you love from Battlefield Four and Hardline, as well as you know the interesting setting of World War One with the weapons. I feel like that's going to be the biggest draw for me. The variety of weapons from World War One, Like having bayonets and shit like that. And flag, flag guns. There's a bunch of really cool things. Oh yeah, it's definitely a, 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 an interesting time period when it comes to shooters. Especially nowadays. I mean, I know that there's been plenty of World War shooters in the past. But I think introducing them to these new consoles... Where, you know, lag still happens, but it is a lot less than how it used to be. Um, and kind of just bringing it to a point of, like, realism that they couldn't get to in the past. Very true. And I think that we're going to be in for some incredibly interesting gameplays. I think that uh, I think that this is going to be a game changer, definitely. 
and I'm really excited to finally get my hands on it this uh, October. Because, uh, yeah, I'm not that interested so far in the new Call of Duty. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, uh, when, I talk, when we talk about the Sony next episode, I'll say the one thing I think Call of Duty has going for it because it was part of Sony's major announcements. Um, so we got EA we just talked about. Let's talk about Ubisoft and what they I, I think we got to do Ubisoft last because I think they won. They won. Uh, okay, let me say this. They won out of software. I, th I, I, I don't think they won, you know, all of E3. But I think I think that that Ubisoft out of EA, Bethesda, and themselves definitely took the cake on this year. So I, I say let's go ahead and talk about Bethesda, who I think did second. I think they had a better show than EA, mainly because there was actually still some like I feel like it was intrigue with. Uh, Bethesda, they actually had games you just weren't expecting. Like they uh, talked a lot about this honor to show gameplay of it, which is really good. And it looks cool. I wasn't that big of a fan of the original game, but it was still a decent game, and I, it looks cool for it, sure. Yeah. And then their uh, the new Fallout was it Far Harbor? Yeah. They showed off DLC gameplay of that. They talked about the Fallout mobile game, the Fallout Shelter game. Which, which is a lot of fun. Which I didn't even know that that's their best selling game. Yeah, all time? All time. Which it's kind of surprising to me, but not at the same time because, you know, Rise of Mobile Games, I wouldn't be surprised if someone's best game was that. And then they talked about also, um, hold up. Oh, the remaster of Skyrim. Yes. That was a big one. Um, talked about Doom being free for one week. Uh, so you can play the first mission, that's it. Just so you get a taste. Um, which, I was kind of like, oh, y'all with some dogs for that. But, it, it also makes sense. You don't want to give too much for free, because then they won't buy it. But, uh, I do think they could have done maybe a little bit more when it came to that. But, um... Talked about the uh, DLCs that are about to drop for free and the uh, premium if you got the season pass. Yeah. They talked a lot about the mod tools for uh, Doom and Fallout that yeah. are coming to the consoles. Uh, Microsoft has them. Microsoft has them already? Okay. Microsoft has them. Just got them like uh, a week before E3 started. Uh, but... Sony gets them next month. And I mean, there's really not a lot to say about Bethesda because they, you know, were kind of, they didn't, they didn't show off too many new games other than Dishonored. They showed off some new features for some really good games that people probably own. Like, I would assume most people probably own Doom or probably own Fallout because those are huge games. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, really, it's just like 
to talk about what's new is just Dishonored, and then just like their mod tools, which all are pretty cool. I mean, I might look into getting Fallout for the mod tools and just like mess around with that. They showed off the the Snap Map Maker in Doom. Which, I mean, is a function that is already there, but they just kind of showed off a little bit of what's going to be changing. Um, how some of the expert people have been using it. Which I thought was actually kind of interesting. Little Definitely some groups. stuff that I didn't know. It kind of uh, kind of makes you want to use it a little bit. I makes guess. me want to use it a little bit more. Uh, I tried to use it, um, and it is very easy to use. Um, just not really my thing, but you know, still looked fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Um, I think that. I think that they did a very good show, though, all in all. I think that maybe could have been a little bit better. But, I mean, I don't want to be that guy that's, like, asking for everything. True. So, I'm still very happy with uh, what we received from them. Um, I would say I would say now is the time to go into Ubisoft, uh, just because there's a lot. Uh, I know that we've only spent, I mean, just short of twenty minutes on technically three conferences, and we're already jumping into the last one for this episode. But I mean, Ubisoft killed their show I mean it was just fan service fan service fan service um, I mean of course talked about the Assassin's Creed movie uh, which I'm still not sold on uh, yeah, I'm not sold on it either I think we're looking at another Ratchet and Clank I think that I don't think we're necessarily looking at another Ratchet and Clank where we're going to get a game off that movie. I think we're just looking at like another Prince of Persia. Hmm. Still an average ass movie no one really wants to watch. Yeah. There's going to be nothing super special in the way of you know, you have to see this movie. Um, but that's just like a minor thing that was discussed at E3. I think that uh, let's let's get into some of their games. Um, the game that was actually announced with the NX um, was this beautiful game called Steep. Mm -hmm. uh, it is the newest extreme sports game. Um, looks fantastic I don't know how well the or integration is going to be I mean they did show some that made it seem like it was going to be kind of smooth but if you're the one showing it not that I'm going to discredit you but yeah you're going to show the best parts of the game yeah you're going to make it look as, as, as good as possible so um not completely sold that that is going to 
be as good as promised, but very intriguing when it comes to Ubisoft. Uh, it kind of reminded me of, uh, oh, what was it? SSX. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the tricks are not that insane or crazy, but still something that, I mean, it's definitely worth your time, in my opinion. Uh, I think that they did a really good job with the realism of the mountains, using actual mountains, not trying to, you know, create something that isn't already there. Um, like they did with like the SSX and most other snowboarding games. Just kind of creating a mountain for the tricks. Um, but they went ahead and used a real mountain and uh, just kind of said have fun with it. You know? Uh, you can go through anywhere on your route down the mountain, do a replay of it which I think is really cool. And it's not just snowboarding. There is also skiing as well as um, squirrel suit shit. I really don't know what that sport's called. Um, like base jumping? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I guess that is the best way to describe it. I mean, it just sounds like an NX game. Like, it just sounds like a Nintendo-style game where it's like a party game. You pick it up, have multiple sports you can play, and just like fuck around with it for a little bit. It's nothing heavy or intense. You have to, like, dive in. Like, SSX had a strong level of, like, you can play it with your friends and pick it up and play it, but at the same time, it's like, you kind of had to know what you were doing to get the best score. You were striving for something. Whereas this game, it seems like there are challenges, more than likely, but you're just trying to, you know, have fun. Oh, yeah. And do, like, you know, tricks or something like that. Playing snowboarding or base jumping. And it is realistic tricks as well, which I really do like. I like the fact that it's not this take the board and make it do a helicopter around your throat. Like, not to say that that stuff's not fun. It's just not real yet. Like, people haven't figured out a way to do it yet. You know what I mean? I would definitely say that's going to be the inspiration. And I could see that happening maybe in like three more Winter X games. Um, which will be really exciting whenever it really does happen, but. Yeah. Um, another game they showed off was uh, Trials of the Blood Dragon. Oh, which God! Is a, which is a combination of two games that we've both played, which is one is. Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, which is a DLC expansion, which was like, what, 20 bucks? Yeah, it was like 20 bucks for a four-hour game. But it was really cool. It was like Far Cry, basically. In the 80s. In like this 80s S VHS action movie feel. It was really funny and cool. And then they have Trials Fusion, which is a, a rail racing game. So it's 2D. You're going right to left. You just have to adjust the tilt of your rider and like your speed in order to complete these tracks. Now you can complete, you can create your own tracks too, which is like huge draw for trials. That was just like the big thing that like propelled it for me. And oh, absolutely. It's just interesting to see those two things combined to make one game. 
Oh, I would definitely agree with that. And that one, um, they showed very, I don't want to say briefly, but they did just kind of show a trailer for it. Um, which, of course, with a game like that, it did include uh, gameplay footage. Um, the gameplay looked really interesting. At least to me it did. Um, I definitely think that's going to be something that I go pick up and get. Um, Ubisoft also showed what I've been waiting for for three years. Maybe. Uh, which is the sequel to South Park Stick of Truth. We now have South Park the Fractured Butthole. Um, now all of the kids are done with done with playing uh, Game of Thrones. They are now playing superheroes. Um, and they have decided that they want to make a movie franchise um, I don't see them not getting sued for this one the first one I could see them getting away with it because it didn't really mention anything this one blatantly mentions DC Comics Marvel Comics um, Jimmy uh, who, if you guys don't know, has, um, I don't know what the disease is called, but he, his legs don't work, basically. <laughs> That's, am I miss? No, you're not, but it's probably a much more PC way of saying oh, shit. Oh, absolutely. Um, I just don't know it. Um, so yeah, his, he has that, and... <laughs> he can't use his legs. He has that going for him. No, his superhero is uh, the Flash. <laughs> he has the Flash uh, lightning bolt on the side of his head. Makes sense. So they're going to get sued. Yeah, probably. Um, they're already probably going to get sued because of um, Cartman's name in the, it. The Coon. He is the Coon. Um. But I feel like it's done in good taste. Like, it's not... It's just, it's exactly what we expect from South Park. It is, it is. This South Park has been around for so long that at a certain point, you have to take it for what it is. It's not like he's the coon. If he comes out, like, in blackface as the coon and is, like, sagging his pants and acting like, you know, a stereotypical black person, then it'd be a problem. Like, I don't have an issue with that. But since it's, like, that's his character from the TV show, it's already been there, it's established, I'm not going to complain. Not full. I can see why people would complain, but if they can complain about this, there's like what ten seasons worth of shit that they can complain about. They should have been complaining about. Should have said something about. Probably already were. Probably already were. Yeah, it's like it's, it's too late now, nigga. Just accept the fact. Because the only black kid in the show is named Token. But you know what? I'm fine with that because it's funny. It is. So South Park, that was a huge one. Another game I was interested in was that Four Honor game. Oh my god, they showed that last year too. Um, that was the game where there was like a huge battle between samurais and barbarians. 
They actually got got to show us some single player stuff, um, which oh my god, does it look good? Uh, it looks good. I was really interested in seeing a different archetype because like it's samurai, Vikings, and knights. Yes. Now I'm wondering if they're gonna add in another archetype like ninjas or some other weird shit from a different country. Like, I don't know, like an, like an Apache warrior or something, like Native Americans. I think that would be pretty cool. I just want to see this. Like, I actually want to play this. I'm interested in seeing this. Like, I, I've always liked the, what was that video, what was that TV show called? Ultimate Warrior? Yeah. I've always liked Deadliest Warrior. Deadliest Warrior. And I, I was interested in the games, but I knew they'd be shitty because of who they were made by. But this, I feel like it can go in a totally different direction. It'd be, like, really fucking cool. So they showed that off. They showed that um, Eagle Flight, yeah, which is that VR multiplayer game. Looks great. It looks great, and I like how this E3 was really VR heavy and showed off what you can get. Because I think they all realized what we all been saying is I'm not spending three hundred fucking dollars for five games. Five hundred dollars. Oh, five hundred dollars. Sorry. I'm not spending $500 for five fucking games, so they better give us something good. Because they're assuming that you don't have the PlayStation Move controllers anymore. They're also assuming that you may not have a camera, so it's $500. Yeah. You can get just the VR headset for $300. Um, but if you don't have the rest of it, <laughs> you're stupid. Like, you're not going to get what you're looking for there. Um, but yeah, that game looked really fun. I'm... I want to try it out. I hope they have like a VR set up at like a Best Buy or something or GameStop. Uh, GameStop will not. GameStop won't. I've already spoken to a couple people there. Um, they're not because of the theft risk. Since you put it on and you're going to need the movement, they can't really tie that down. You know? And uh, if you start to think that it's real and you actually start walking around... Yeah, you could, like, fuck shit up. Yeah, you could fuck yourself up. You could fuck the store up. So just, you know, making sure that they save their own ass. Uh, not going to have uh, demos. Maybe a Walmart will. I don't think Walmart will either. I feel like it's way easier to steal from a Walmart than, like, a... GameStop, oh. just because GameStop is a lot more, what's the right word? It's a lot more close-knit, like, you can see everything inside of a GameStop store. True. And I feel like no one's going to walk to a GameStop store with people just looking at them. Like, a Walmart, people get distracted, there's so many people moving around. It'd probably be easy to, like, put one on and walk out, or, like, get out. But GameStop, we're not letting that happen. They're, they're going to beat your ass, dude. You're taking it. That's a pretty good, pretty good way to put it together. Well, I definitely want to. I definitely want to try out the VR headset before I buy it. Well, I already have it pre-ordered, so uh, you can I pick it up from me. Because there was only six available at each GameStop um, so in you, this area. So you pre-ordered all six. No, so you could like sell them back at a ridiculous price. No, not at all. Because I don't have twenty five hundred dollars <laughs> before taxes to go to this shit. Or no, three thousand before taxes uh, to go to this. Um, just pre-ordered one. I did get the bundle, uh, so we gotta sell my camera to him. Uh, I did not think about that part, and the fact that I already have some of the things that I need. I don't have those PlayStation Move controllers, um, 
PlayStation Move just didn't really work when it first came out. It doesn't work now. So, you know, it, it had me kind of scared to keep it. I figured that everybody else was returning it. Yeah, they were. But now everybody else is like, fuck, I should have kept that bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the only reason why you need that other shit is first very specific games. And I think PlayStation realized that people weren't fucking with the move. So they were like, let's just bundle it all together and make them buy this shit to make it work so we can sell more of this shit. Because there's probably a, an abundance of PlayStation moves sitting at the bottom of some trench somewhere. I mean, not just as bad as the E.T. shit, though. I'm pretty sure it's just as bad. No. Name no, E.T. was fucking Tell horrible. me three games off of PlayStation Move. Uh, they had one called The Fight, where you would fight, obviously. Okay. Um, and depending on how hard you actually swung your arms was how hard you threw a punch in the game. So, a.k.a. Knockout Your Grandma <laughs> 2016. Okay. So, got Knockout Your Grandma 2016. Then you got, well, like, is it like Sports Friends or some shit like that? Uh, yeah. There was a uh, sports... Oh... There was a sports game included with it, like Sports Champions. Yeah, that's that what it is. was actually a lot of fun. I get that you're looking at me probably with the what the fuck are you talking about face, but it wasn't bad. Was it good either? Yes, it was. It was, it was serviceable. There's a difference between being serviceable and being good. Being serviceable is you show the fuck up. Like, if your job is to work at GameStop, Mm-hmm. And you just show the fuck up and do the bare minimum. You put the games back on the shelf. You direct somebody to this one thing. Is that really being a good worker? No, you're just there. You're taking up space. Okay. And I feel like that game is serviceable. And I'm thinking about when you buy this extra equipment and shit, these gaming companies should make games that are beyond serviceable. Like, I just don't want to pick up a Wii U to play this shitty sports game that's like super average when I can just play 2K. True. Very true. What are the games they show? They showed off... Well, no, since we were talking about serviceable. Okay. This one I think is, and I think this one has a lot to do with fan service. There's a thousand Star Wars games. And now we have Star Trek Bridge Crew, VR, you, three friends, have to work together in order, oops, sorry, in order to, you know, you need a captain, an engineer, uh, the other people, I don't know what the other people do, uh, but you needed, you need a full crew in order to play this game and have success. You all have to be talking. You all have to be, you know, there, ready, you know, paying attention. I don't think that game is serviceable because it's an interesting idea. Now, if it's not done good, then I can obviously see it just being like a bullshit VR game. But if it, it sounds like if it's done well, it could be a very interesting and intense game. Because there is no... There's no Star Trek games out right now. 
That's true. There's no games like that either where it's like you guys are communicating to make this one thing work. Now, there are games like Call of Duty where you can play with your friends and to win a game. Or there's games like, you know, uh, not Ghost Recon, fucking Rainbow Six Siege where you're working together for a common cause. But in this one... You're like, aren't you controlling the ship itself? And you guys have each have different things you're like doing within it. Yeah. So, to me, it's like a simulation, a flight simulator that actually causes you to actually think like a fucking captain and like an engineer and a gunner and shit like that, and actually communicate to make this giant thing work. Because no one we have a control or control at all. But now it's like broken down into sections. So there are gonna be people who are gonna excel at one thing of being an engineer or being a captain or being this steering the ship. Piling the shooting the guns, so I think that's gonna be. It could be really big. It can also be really shitty. So I can see where you're coming from on that. I just gotta actually see it in practical use, not just a Ubisoft, you know, announcement where I, you know, hearing about it. Cause they're gonna give us obviously the best parts of it. They're gonna have people who are rehearsed and used to playing with each other. Well, they actually have the crew from Star Trek. Oh, yeah, they, they definitely practiced. Because I, I just want to see how... Uh, Bar Burton was oh, there. Yeah. You know, reading Rainbow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also had... Uh, I can't think of the woman's name now. Now I feel like a horrible... Horrible co-host of the show. You're not a horrible co-host. Because I like literally know like maybe 10% about Star Trek. I know it's in space. Also, with that um, Eagle Flight, um, they did have a live demo of that, which I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Uh, eight on eight, or four on four. Mm. Yeah, I think, we, I, think we get, I think we get really ridiculous eight on eight. I think that that one is just like overkill. But yeah, the Star Trek game looks pretty fun. Looks like it'd be pretty cool. I just would just have to see how it works with fucking me and two other fucking randos, 12-year-old squeakers who don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. See if we work together before I can actually make it good. Um, the new Tom Clancy, Ghost Recon, was presented at Ubisoft this year. That looks fantastic. I'm already setting up my crew. Uh, Chris, we got a spot for one more because you can only have four. So if you want to join in, let me know. I'll mm-hmm. let them know. Uh, I'm working with two of my managers. <laughs> uh, but that looks fantastic. Um, but yeah, I mean, we had four honor. The gameplay for that was amazing. Um, man, grow up. Yeah, I was the sequel to Grow Home. Yeah, I actually like how they showed that because it was like an indie game you know it's like a lot of E3 is just like these bigger titles that you kind of expected you know you get like the Call of Duty you get the fucking Battlefield fucking Madden but for uh, you know developer to show love to these you know smaller indie games that people really did enjoy like I, I actually own the Grow Home and it's pretty fun it I is. pick it up and play it every once in a while I wouldn't say it's like my best game on my PlayStation. I, you know, choose it over a lot of shit, but I definitely 
if I want to change the pace and I want to try something out, I'll pick it up and play it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that it's... It's also good to see them... Not only, you know, giving love to the small guys, but... Also, just, I don't know, spread the wealth, I guess I want to say. Because you see a lot of times people, if they're not, you know, heavily involved, I'm not going to talk about it at my press conference. Makes sense. And Ubisoft is not heavily involved in Grow Home. But they took the time to speak on it. Yeah. So, you know... Kudos to them. Thank you for, you know, sharing your stage. Um, I mean, with all that being said, it kind of leads up to, like, the big reveal that came a couple days before E3 actually started. And it was uh, Watch Dogs 2. Yes. Showed some gameplay footage. Now, the first Watch Dogs was a piece of shit. Okay, it wasn't a piece of shit. What was it? What was it? It wasn't a terrible game. There are way worse games. You can argue that Dishonored was worse than Watch Dogs. Okay. I will say that Watch Dogs, it had a lot of really cool shit in it. It just wasn't very well fleshed out. Okay. Like, the fact that you can, like, make the whole city black out to escape from the police, that's a cool concept. I like that concept. I like the concept that you hack me into shit. But the fact that it wasn't, like, what's the right term? That's as far as it went. Like, once you got the ability to black out the city, you could just do it to get away from the police. Like, that was it. There was no, like, other applications of that in missions and shit like that that really made it stand out to me. And once you got past, like, you know, a certain point and you got well-versed within the game and got certain powers, the game became became a cakewalking. Go here, hack this thing. Go here, kill this guy, stop this game, stop this car, lather, rinse, repeat. And that's, I feel like, is a problem with a lot of video games now. And I feel like, uh, hopefully Watch Dogs 2 does not have that. Because I feel like another game, and I'm pretty sure it's Ubisoft. It's uh, The Second Son. Is that Ubisoft? No. That's, I don't want to say a little big guy. But it's it's a it's a company that doesn't have a press conference. Actually, it's Naughty Dog. Actually, yeah, yeah that's Naughty Dog. So like Second Son, it's a cool game. I liked the game; it was fun. But at the same time, it was very, it was almost, dare I say, serviceable. Like once you got to a certain point and collected certain powers, go here, defeat the was like the watch post for the police, absorb these powers, free these people, collect this thing, go to the next area, do the same thing, collect these things, destroy these drones, stop this tower. You know, and it just, it gets stale. And that's why I do not want to see Watch Dogs do. I want to see it interesting. Hopefully they add in this parkour shit. It looked pretty cool. Hopefully it's just more entertaining. I want a full game for my $60. 
I think that's what we're going to get with this one. Um, with the gameplay footage that they did show, it looked just absolutely fantastic. I mean, <clears throat> to me, that was one of the biggest games that they had. That probably is the biggest game they had. Um, also, uh, when it does come to E3, uh, I do want to say thank you to all of the... Um, all of the companies that did make a statement about the shooting in Orlando. Um, Ubisoft was one of the first to get on stage and say something. Um, they also, I mean, everybody did say it at the beginning of their statements or of their press conferences. They made something about um, Orlando. But knowing that they don't have as much time as Sony and Microsoft and to still give them that time that really does mean a lot to the people down there and if anybody from that area is listening you know our thoughts and prayers you know the victims families of the victims thoughts and prayers are with you guys for sure um, and I think it's big that the gaming industry is like actually making statements about what's going on in the real world Instead of just kind of ignoring it and going into that virtual world, like they say a lot of gamers do. Um, so I think it was really big of them to to make that statement. It really does help with, I mean, it doesn't really do much in the way of real world things, but it does go a long way just making statements and showing that uh, you do care. Um. And with that, I think that, that is going to be the uh, end of this episode. Um, but we are recording two this week, like I said. So, as soon as we get done with this one, we are going to stop it and record our, our thoughts on Microsoft and, and Sony. So, as always, I'm Dom. I'm Chris. And we got next.